and welcome to another episode of Who Gives a Hoot with Ryan and Luke. Brought to you hey. today by, uh, uh, we don't have a sponsor, um, Raging Brought Against the Machine. By Raging Against the Machine. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, and uh, FC Byron. Like, let, let's just, uh, you know, let's the, go, uh, the let's go uh, The Machine rate and Rage Against the Machine. So, yeah, perfect. Definitely the machine they're raging against, right? <laughs> All right, so we let's just jump into it. We got a lot of news uh, to get through this week. Um, some good, some bad, uh, some to be determined. <laughs> so I, let I mean, me start I with like the, the one. The to be determined, I think, is good news in some ways. I, I definitely think it is as well, but to be determined. Uh, yes. So let's start with the, the verified good news. Uh, we have a team of the week. Uh, recipient of Noe Meza for his goal against uh, who was that against? But this is what Noko. happens. We play three games in one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Noko. This is Noko goal. Three games in one. <laughs> Spoiler: uh, Noe scored against Noko. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you haven't watched that one, go go watch it back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I think both. I mean, I don't know how much we're going to talk about both matches in depth, but I think both of his goals this week were uh, were both really good products of him just being in the right place and having having a more veteran forward up there with him. Now, granted, Corey is more yeah. veteran than Alex, but I think both goals he benefited from a, a veteran being up there with him. And I know we've talked about that both on and off off the recordings before. No, and definitely something that has continued to shine in Noe's goals throughout the season um, is his off-the-ball movement to get into place. And that mm-hmm. definitely was telling um, in the workup for, for his goal um, against Northern Colorado. But, you know, congratulations, Noe, on um, getting Team of the Week. We'll, we'll break into the actual uh, goal analysis a little bit later. Um, let's go to the... Go to the sad news. Bad news. Um, Isaac Bawa was uh, listed with a season-ending uh, ACL injury, which that marks our second of the season, both ACLs. Yep. Yeah. Uh, with, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Gio Montestioca earlier in the season, um, who showed some great promise, um, some great tenacity out there. And Bawa, who I felt was just getting into his best form of the season, um, mm-hmm. and then had just most unfortunate um, incident out there, not the result of a foul or anything. Um, was Gio but, was Gio's at practice? Uh, no, Gio's was in a game as well. Was it in a game as well? Okay, I couldn't remember. Yep. Um, but Isaac, sorry, Gio. Uh, yeah. Isaac, if you're you're listening, uh, you know we wish you the best. Um, you know if there's anything that you know, Omaha fans can do for you, let us know. Yeah, I mean, I think you know we've we've talked about this um, amongst us, and I think it was on the Discord a little bit. But I think the one thing this team does a really really good job of is 
honoring these guys. You know, they, they signed a contract, and even though they got injured, they they do everything they can to keep helping these guys, and they, they, they're a good employer in that way, and I think that's really – it really says something about who we are, and it's why we can get guys like Isaac, like Gio, um, you know, like Corey Herzog that wants to come play here because – they know that those guys are going to, they're going to be taken care of no matter what happens to them. Um, and, I, you know, without a CBA at our level, they, they don't have to do that. And so it's, it's nice that they have that protection and those guys have that peace of mind. Yeah, no, definite benefit, um, you know, having Union Omaha being the team it is, but having a partner like Nebraska Med um, yeah. uh, who and a trainer like Justin out there uh, really just – making sure these guys are getting, you know, top level professional care uh every step yeah. of the way, whether it's preseason, during season, postseason, you know, the team team is supporting their players and that's just massive. Um, yeah, you know, th- this news I think that didn't shock you because I remember I was on the berm with you when it happened. Um and when he walked off under his own power, uh, I kinda had this sense that maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought it was when he was laying on the ground. And so then when the news came out, it was like, it kind of took me by surprise. Granted, you don't need your ACL to walk forwards. That's how what that, that tendon is there for the ligament is there for. It's there to help you with the side to side movement, but it was just, it, I think that's why it caught me off guard. Yeah, it definitely didn't think it was, I, I thought it was bad because Isaac's not getting going off for an injury unless it's uh, a bad injury. But I was thinking more along the lines of a bad sprain or something. I was not in my my darkest uh, thoughts that it was an ACL. But yeah. just uh, rewatching back on uh, some of the spots there, made sure to, to focus in on that. Um, and you could see he he went up for it and took a couple steps forward. And, you know, it was like, oh, something's wrong, turns, and then it's like, okay, crap, I'm on the ground. Yeah. You know, and I, I kind of maybe thought hamstring at one point, because obviously you grabbed your knee, yeah. he's grabbing that same area. I thought maybe just because of the way he went down, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, either way, I, obviously speedy recovery, and hopefully we can put something together for him. Yep. Do something um, nice for him. The next to be determined news, uh, which, you know, <laughs> let, let, let's be honest, uh, we're all we're super excited about this one. Um, you know, a great addition to the team. Uh, we've got Shaft Brewer Jr. Yeah, I'm I'm like 95 percent sure that everybody I saw that was excited about this was excited just because his name is so amazing. And Junior um, means that there's another Shaft Brewer out there, which is even better. <laughs> so, uh, apparently has made his way around uh, USL uh, a little bit at the age of 22. Um, yeah. So, he's from, from Sacramento, um, mm-hmm. went through the Sacramento Academy, um, then went to the Dallas Academy, FC Dallas. From there, went over uh, to Leipzig, uh, RB Leipzig. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the the most hated 
team in Germany that's not affiliated with neo-Nazis. Uh, <laughs> however, they have produced some great talent and, uh, you know, there's some, been some, it's a great opportunity for American players to get over there in a worldwide system. Just as far as German soccer fans go, no Leipzig. You know, okay, so this is not about Leipzig. This is just about Red Bull in general. I will give them credit of their intention of having a U.S.-based team, an Austrian team, a German team, and moving guys within their system. It it does work in that sense, and they do tend to have guys that go from Salzburg over to Leipzig, and, you know, they – they even moved yeah. Marsh over at one point. So I just there's there's just a lot wrong with Leipzig. That's that's one. Yeah, no, no, I I very very much agree. Uh, you know that, but it's a great opportunity for him. He was there at the U18, U19 level. Um, you now got some got some good experience there, and went from that um, from Leipzig straight to LAFC where it looks like he got four or five cap or four or five matches with, mm-hmm. um, with LAFC between loan stints to Phoenix rising, which is another fantastic USL team. Yeah. Great organization. Uh, so, you know, he's, a good he's made his way around. Yeah. Um, and they're, I find it interesting. He was the so when he was on Sac Republic's academy team, according to the press release, uh, he was the top scorer for the academy team. Um, and in true J Mims fashion, he uh, he collects a guy that is a goal scorer and decides he's going to play him in defense. So it it'll be it'll be interesting to see what what happens with him because he's a left winger. Um, right winger and then the press release by union omaha lists defender but then at the same time also lists forward i'm pretty sure considering the one place we need depth and have needed depth since day one as you can go back listen to any episode of any season on this pod (laughs) we need depth at defense our our evergreen topic on who gives (laughs) um yeah, you know, I, and there was some. We were having some conversations on uh, on Discord around this signing, and then also around just what was going on. And there was a lot of talk about maybe playing five at the back or playing a a version of that where we some like even what we did in the last match where we had four, but Jay essentially shifted them to three at the back and had wingbacks. And so when you get a guy like this, and you have a guy like Ryan Jiba, those guys can play that in-between role because Ryan was a winger in college and now he's an amazing left back. And so though, you know, if we throw him on the right at right back, it's not like he's not going to push forward. It's, it's the Dami situation. Dami did the same thing for us. Yeah. No uh, flying fullbacks. I, I think he'll slot very well in. Um, I don't think this was a last minute signing considering his pedigree um, to fill Phil Isaac. I think the announcement may have been rushed up a little bit um, mm-hmm. and maybe the paperwork finalized a little bit quicker, but uh, I think this was something that's been in the works for a while. And I, 
huge, a huge welcome uh, on behalf of the pod and media empire uh, to, to shaft. So, yeah, you know, I, I think we had a couple you and I, neither of us could go actually physically go to the game Wednesday, um, but we had enough people, um, one of which is Ben, Ben Jammin, who actually sent us a picture as who is this guy? Um, <laughs> but he was sitting with the team in street clothes during that match. So clearly he's been with the team for a period of time. Yeah. Um, for him to be able to then go on the field after the match and congratulate the guys and beat. So he's been at least trialing or been here for a little bit to be able to. So that's why I don't feel like it's an emergency signing. But the yeah. Isaac thing just makes it feel that way. For sure. For sure. So very, very excited for that. Um, again, to be determined. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to be uh, hugely beneficial to have another guy in a system um, for, for Jay to work with. And with the coaching chops we have right now, there's so many ways it can go. So uh, oh, that's another piece of news. Oh, yeah. Uh, wait, didn't we get that last week? I thought it got announced after the pod, but maybe not. I don't know. Oh, okay. Either way. Uh, Boris. I didn't listen because Liam was on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we we didn't get Natasha, but we got Boris. Uh, as our new goalkeeper coach, um, which that had been Daniel Galvin up until... I think preseason. Yeah. You know, Luke, I think you and I talked about this and, but it was never official and we thought maybe they were just um, never going to announce it. And then it turns out that on August 12th, they decided, Hey, we're going to announce we have a new goalkeeper coach. Yeah. Well, um, also great pedigree, um, stints in the MLS, um, and then longer stints in the MASL. Um, major arena soccer league, which if you've ever been to an MASL game, MASL two, MASL three, uh, those keepers are nuts. Um, and he was with, uh, San Diego soccers. They played, uh, the Tampa Bay, uh, tropics, tropics down there. Uh, uh, sure. the tropics, uh, <laughs> um, in the final where I, believe he he got beat out but still you know strong pedigree in the masl coming in Mm -hmm. um being able to and having been playing as recently as just the off season no that's a good way to push um both rashid and kevin to to really step up so he uh uh, he played against creighton because he was a well i don't know creighton probably wasn't in the big east back then but he was a big east guy with the seat yeah. hall, but 15 years of professional experience playing. It's, I mean, the nice part about being a goalkeeper is um, it doesn't matter what weight, whether it's arena soccer or it's outdoor, whatever, you have to be crazy to play keeper. And <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Um, yeah. And he, he, I think that he probably feels, I bet if we talked to Boris, he'd be like, I'm actually the lucky one because I get to uh, go and coach Rashid Nuhu and Kevin Pitahitra. 
And those two guys bring it every day anyway, and they're so disciplined about their own stuff that he probably doesn't have to do a whole lot to get them motivated. Well, I'm, I'd still, you know, just excited to see what sort of growth he can force out of uh, yeah. both Rashid and Kevin, because I, I know, I know there's a lot, uh, a lot of spots that not, haven't necessarily been hit yet. That those guys, if they can grow even more, just going to be, uh, you know, phenomenal. Absolutely. All right, let's jump into games. Uh, we got two of them games. to get through. First one, Union Omaha versus Northern Colorado Hailstorm Football Club. Let's add more words to this. But no stadium. Not even a baseball stadium. <laughs> uh, so- I like that the... I like the Colm guys that came uh, for the national meetup um, were, were singing whether they were a hockey or a soccer team because that was the best part of the whole thing. <laughs> the, the, the FC Colm meetup uh, in Omaha and the fact that you know, 30 um, mildly inebriated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were, yeah. Uh, they were having a good time. Colton fans uh, all showed up to, and brought in some very unique and fun fun chants uh, to a third division soccer team. Uh, definitely, definitely fantastic. Um, hey, uh, and huge shout out to those guys because uh, a vast majority of them are from Chicago and are Chicago Chicago Fire fans. And every one of them from Chicago bought a piece of merchandise to take back with them. So. Shout well, out because uh, they weren't too I happy mean, we, with us after that. <laughs> we we are their father. Uh, that that in Minnesota. So yeah. Or Vader. Uh, That's all that he, this lineup was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, your back line had to that point our favorite. Um, now to be determined what our favorite will be going forward. But Chiba, Tush, DK, and Bawa out there, just that that's a lock. Um, you know, they play fantastically and hard hard to put any fault there. There's a reason why we'd had so many draws. Um because they're them and Rashid and Goal, that's just not you barely anything's getting through. I, we we still have given up the least amount of goals and the next closest is still 10 more given up than we have. So, I mean, our our defense is playing lights out and I, I, Ryan Jiba obviously has been one of the most improved players and from game one to now, but I, I gotta give Alex Tush a lot of credit too, because he has become such a rock back there with Dalton at center back that it, it feels like last year. where we had two strong center backs and you didn't have to worry about a whole lot and Shido could just do his thing. I, I mean, that's one of the downsides with a uh, good center back and something that I, I know we've already always kind of lamented on with Alton is you're dependable. Uh, yeah. You know, when, when you're looking to, to move on to the next step uh and there's not a whole lot of things written about you or anything because you're just dependable. Everybody counts on you to be there and you're always there. And very true. I, I like to be a successful center back. I feel like that's, that's your role. And Tush is, has really landed in it. 
but midfield wise, we we had a little bit of a, a change up there. Um, you know, JP, great out there. No mm-hmm. Connor. Uh, or no, yeah, sorry. Um, no, no Connor on this one. Yeah, no Connor. No Connor okay. there because he played midweek. Yep. So, I mean, we had Dalton wearing the armband, which Dalton's, that's now his second, third time this season, has done a fantastic job as captain every time doing. Um, Luis Gil, Joe Brito, and Noe. I mean, essentially. Uh, Noe, <laughs> Noe or Dion, um, and Corey Herzog at the nine. Like really impressive. Um, feel like some fitness was lacking a little bit in some of the guys to play a full as long as they did, but there really wasn't a whole lot against this starting lineup that I was worried about. Uh, and seeing Noe up there as you were talking about um, in this team of the week with an experienced uh, forward. Uh, Corey Herzog, who has the first or second most in USL history, like just nuts overall uh, appear or nuts overall goals uh, scored in his career. Him up there with Noe, twelfth uh, minute. Corey lets ball go through to Noe. Noe passes it off to Corey, who's making outside run. Corey lobs it up to Noe, who's gone into the space. And Noe just slots at home. Like, it just mm-hmm. the perfect setup. Beautiful cross by Corey uh, in his first start um, at, at Werner Park. Like, just everything, everything yeah. that could have gone right with that goal went right. Um, I, I think it's what we, you and I had talked about it um, with, with Evan and with Evan and Greg last year of how many times one or the other of them would either uh, would either fake out, <laughs> fake someone out, a defender out or attempt to go for the ball, but then let it play through to the other one. And then the other one scores a goal. And when you have guys up top that know how to do that, know when to let it roll and don't just try and play it at their feet every time you're going to get goals like this. And, no, nope. oh, yeah. credit to Noe, he slotted it home. I mean, he, he did a great job. No, I, I have extremely, extremely minimal notes for anything those two did uh, in the first half. I, I felt like there were very few chances that uh, weren't taken by them that could have been. Um, I think the only, like, real... Uh, real chance that was taken and missed in the first half uh, was by Dion, like pretty pretty early on, where that with a header that just went just wide yeah. of an open net, and oh, uh, understandable, um, you know, not not being able to get that in, but it that that would have put us up there uh, to. Two to one, and uh, that would have would have got us the game, I think. 
Well, I, and I think what you said just there was the story of this match. It was the, the story of, of missed opportunities, uh, especially in front of goal. Um, because there, there was a lot of, there were a lot of opportunities prior to them equalizing where we could have gotten another one or two and them getting a goal wouldn't have mattered at that point, but we just couldn't, we either just couldn't get the shot off or when we did, it was not, it it wasn't a well-taken one. It was bad header, but you know, it was stuff like that. It's just, that's kind of just been the team this year. We just struggle to get the goal and get the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. Like, I, I, I see the pieces coming together. Mm-hmm. It just, they need to, they need to click. And I, we can get a little bit more into that uh, with the next game. I feel like. Um, yeah, for sure. But second half rolls around. And it, you start seeing some tired legs. Um, For sure. I I felt Corey probably should have been a halftime sub. Um, didn't get subbed off till the 80th minute or 85th minute. Um, yeah. Played very well, but there you could just see certain points where it looked like he he was taking the cheap fall. Um, you know, trying to trying to get something instead of pressuring on the ball like he had been in the first half um when, when he was with Hartford he didn't play a whole lot right or didn't play at all I I think he played a I think he played a decent amount there okay because it I, it felt like some of the reason why he left Hartford was because of disagreements about his playing time um and and maybe of how he was being used but I, I you just wonder if he wasn't getting regular playing time there and then you come here it's, it's you can't expect a guy to go 80 or 90 if he's not been playing 80 or 90 this season yeah and ultimately i i think the quality of play at hartford might be less than the quality of play at union omaha um which yeah, could I, be another another big thing um so Isaac comes off and gets injured in the 69th minute of the match. Nice. Comes off, yeah. Comes off in the 71st minute for Eddie. Yeah. Eddie hasn't gotten a huge amount of playing time, has typically done pretty well. Mm-hmm. But 75th, 76th minute roll around, maybe even 77th, I, goal happens. Yep. Well set up, but I feel like Eddie's positioning there was block Shido from following through on a save mm-hmm. uh, that would have would have kept that out. And Eddie did a little bit of a turn on it rather than just keep his body flush. Yeah. Uh, and I. Rookie mistake. Uh, can't really blame him when Irvin Para ha- lays one right at you. Um, yeah. You know, it drove me nuts that he had just gotten a yellow card right before that, though. Yeah. Like, he gets a, gets a damn yellow card and he scores on us. I'm like, it's not supposed to happen that way. Yeah. No. It was 
Definitely, definitely not ideal on that. Uh, yeah. Interesting too, because that was uh, that was only. I mean, obviously, this game coming up, we have another one, but that was only the fifth goal scored on us at home. Granted, we haven't played a whole lot of home games this year, but you know, for for as bad as it feels like we played at home, had only giving up six goals total, and three of those were to Greenville. Or was it two? Was it two, three? I don't remember. We we two. gave them three. They gave us two. That's fair. But you know, for, but for that sake, I mean, it's just like if you take if you take out that that outlier, we've only had three other teams score on us at home, and that's pretty impressive. Yeah. No, it really, really is impressive because this was our ninth uh, undefeated game. Which yeah, ten, or, uh, this one was nine. Th- this one was nine. Uh, yep. Which that that's just nuts. But <laughs> I, I think there was definitely um, Isaac having to come off definitely hurt mm-hmm. our overall chances of pulling out a win here. Um, not because Eddie was pulling less back, but I felt like Isaac had was putting the ball forward more and was the way that the whole game had been building up um, had developed more into that offensive uh, defensive role. Um, and Eddie just came in as kind of a bandaid. Um, but we, we kept it one, one refing wasn't terrible. Um, we played again Wednesday. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's the one thing I remember pointing out to you on the burn more than anything was despite the result, that was the one time that I felt like a long time we've had a, a pro ref come in and we've had uh, had a well-called match. It didn't feel like anything was too egregious. Um, you know, even, even on Isaac's injury going back, it doesn't look like it was anything that anybody did to him. You know, so it's like it. I, I thought it was like one of the few times that we can actually like we actually say good things about a ref because normally we just want to, you know, rag on them, rail on them. But yeah, I was I was pretty impressed with how uh, how he managed that match um, overall. Now, the game Wednesday against the Independents, uh, Charlotte Independents. <laughs> Uh, the roughing still wasn't bad there, but no, it helped watching this one on TV, honestly, because it was a Donnie, Donnie was our announcer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he pointed out that this guy, you know, whatever his research was, search told him that he's one of the more lenient refs and let, tends to let more things go. Um, and that actually helped me while I was watching it because there were a few things that normally I'd have been like, what are you doing? But knowing that that's normal for him, it was good to hear. Yeah. And ultimately I I think the one call that I think most union Omaha fans, especially those that were present, um, had the biggest, no. Right, qualms about the uh, yeah, uh, was the penalty, and 
ref was in a good position to see what happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, G should have probably thrown the shoulder five steps prior. So it was outside of the box. Um, if he was going to commit to throwing the shoulder, but you know, guy school G, uh, Cheeto didn't get there or was trying to come up to, to cover the defensive laps. Um, and that, that went in, um, well, went as a, as a PK, which then went in. That, there was two that on Wednesday that there was that one. There was one in the second half. Both times I thought Shido did not look comfortable making the decision to come out for the ball. Um, the other one yeah. was, that, was that free kick that bounced kind of weird in front of him where he got ended up getting kicked in the, in the not fun part. Um, yeah. Um, as you've said, in the peanuts. Um, but, yeah, you know, I was texting during the match and stuff. Um, but initially, I was like, man, it looks like that guy just threw himself into Shido. can't believe they called that. And admittedly, I was also trying to go and help my daughter with something at bedtime and watch that at the same time. So I wasn't, I wasn't fully watching. So then when I watched the replay <coughs> and I actually watched what G was doing, then I was like, oh, I see what Luke was saying. Yeah, that was, that was a good call. Um, he definitely, uh, a situation where you want your, your defender to just make a decision and he should have rushed up the ball and just, even if you're giving up a corner, just boot it past the end line and get it out of there. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's track back a second because yeah, this is a very different lineup. Oh, like very, yeah, very different lineup. Um, in fact, I think the only four that stayed the same, uh, in the starting were, uh, Touche, Dion, Dalton, and Rashid. Yeah. Yeah. So Kamal and Noe. Yep. Um, no, it was Kamal and and Bruce that started. That's right. Because Noe came on for Bruce. Or for Kamal. Uh, no, no, he came on for Kamal. For, um, yeah, for Kamal. So it was um, Kamal, Bruce, Doyle, Emir, Dion, Shivani, uh, Touche, DK, uh, Eddie, and G with Rashid and Gold. Yeah. Um, I kind of... It's, I just kind of want to go down the lines because I think well, I appreciated watching a home match because I don't watch a lot of the home matches on TV um, outside of like my quick rewatches sometimes. So it's fun watching it, but uh, I really appreciate the ability to hear Jay in our bench um, because they're hilarious, but also I learn a lot of what they're asking the guys to do. Um, and Jay was very, very happy with, as he called him Brucey the entire time, but he was very happy with how Alex was pressing and the way he was working. But it was just great to hear him and Bobby both the way they're, you know, Jay is definitely talking to the forwards. Bobby's talking a lot to the guys at the back, but it was just great to hear them say like, no, 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 stay back. Go, 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 go. You know, and just the way that they were coaching those guys on. Um, but I thought, I thought both uh, Alex and, um, Alex, Alex and uh, 
Which yeah, what's that? Which Alex? Yeah. Oh, Bruce. I thought Brucey and well, I'm talking the forwards, Brucey and and Kamal. I thought they both looked really good after <coughs> half. The press looked really good. No. Uh, what one thing like that I thought it very much in retrospect on this starting well, essentially the whole lineup that came out is these are a lot of guys who aren't getting the normal start. Yeah. Like these were some guys who were hungry. Uh, and it showed like the first 20 minutes were scary, very scary. Uh, you know, Rashid had to, Rashid had to make some big saves in those first 20 minutes, but then when everything came together, it, it really, really just everything came together. Uh, yeah, especially looking at the bench and realizing we had one defensive sub on the bench. Um, yep. I know. I I know you joke. Which we made on Discord. Yeah, we had to make. I know you joke. We said on Discord that Kevin could play like defense if we needed him to, but in in reality, Ian Jiba was our only defensive sub on that bench. So if it didn't go right or the defense wasn't playing well, it wasn't like Jay could make big changes to the defense using you know some of his five subs. He really only had one guy that he could put in there. Yeah, like our our defense needed to work. G I I think was still needed another game to come back from an injury. Yeah. Um there were a lot of missteps, a lot of miscalculations and just uh poor decision making which isn't typical of him. You know, he's he's a better player than what he was showing out there. And sure. ultimately, I I think uh, Isaac not being available um, and Jiba Ryan needing the rest like yep. that very much, very much changed the, the style of the game. Um, but that first half was just it, the guys starting to just get the feel of each other out there. And then I I felt like we were on the front foot for know this you know second three-fifths of or the later three-fifths of the first half um yeah i mean after about the seventh minute when shido had to make a double save and fell on his butt a couple times i felt like that kind of woke our guys up a little bit too um yeah and um we yeah, you know, obviously giving up a penalty and getting scored on that way is not the way anybody wants to go down one either. And I think that when you have hungry guys, they want to prove that they didn't um, that they that that was a fluke and that they deserve to be out there. And so I think that that just drove them to play even harder and get the result that we ended up getting. Well, and I I think uh, you know Rashid's voice. Uh, when somebody screws up is enough to wake anybody up. Uh, he scares me and I'm not even back there. Yeah. Um, second half, Jay makes a rare halftime sub. Um, as yeah, you mentioned, we didn't talk about the best part of the first half. Okay. Talk. DK took a penalty or uh, took a free kick. He did. And it almost went it, like it, it was on target. 
but it went straight into the arms of Adrian Zadeas. Yeah, he, uh, uh, the only, my only critique, I know uh, that DK listens from time to time. My only critique and uh, coaching tip I would give DK is a little bit more power, man. Leg strength, but uh, it just kind of dribbled to the keeper at the end. I think if he would have put a little power behind that, he might have put uh, put a little bit more worry into Zendayas. It it was through traffic. I feel like he was hoping for a deflection. Uh, yeah. You know, but yeah, uh, you know, if he Don- if he really had a rocket on it, it would have gone in. Uh, Donnie's call on that was classic too. He's like, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well we had what uh it was amir dalton and who else was lined up over that hang on i'll look i just had it pulled Good. up uh oh and, and shivani was over there yeah like we we had uh had three guys lined up over it all in a spot and yeah Dalton ends up being the one to take it, which was not my figure of the three. No, I figured Dalton would do what Amir did, which was the step over. So someone else would run up, you know, because they do that little distraction. Because Amir did that where he ran over the ball, but didn't touch it. And then Dalton took it. And I was like, I figured Dalton would run over and they let Shivani just try and like shoot a banger like he likes to do. So anyway, I just had to give DK crap on that. That that is fair. That is fair. Uh, second half, uh, rare halftime sub, Kamal for Noe. Don't know if Kamal got injured. I mean, um, that or, I mean, Jay, obviously, he even pointed it out in his post-game comments about why he rotated the squad so heavily, having three matches in seven days. And you got to wonder if he's thinking about Saturday and needing, you know, both Kamal and Noe probably to have to play. Um. And if, if that's the case, then I can see why he would make that decision um, to, to rotate him out, um, knowing that maybe he's going to he's going to start Noe, but sub Noe at halftime or later in the match and have Kamal come on. I, I mean, obviously, uh, you look like a genius as a manager when the guy you sub on scores a goal. So um, I, I can't fault Jay for making the choice. And Noe's kind of, I mean, typical young player. They get streaky, and when things are going well, they start playing even better. And so, you know, I think that's what came apart. It was a lot of it is two goals in two matches, you know. No, and, I mean, Noe came on. Um, granted, we the penalty was given in the 51st minute. Uh, we already discussed that. Um, I was just rewatching it. it. Well taken penalty. The little oh, Rashid yeah. could have done on that. Um, Noe answers within six minutes. I hate that they have to score first for us two, but the way Noe answered, like, again, just eye towards goal, you know, playing that space beautifully, mm-hmm. gets up in there, and ball comes across. Um, what was it? Dion had the first hit. Bruce had second on that. Um, and then um, it, yeah, and then fell to Noe finally, who got it in. Yeah, I mean, 
So I was just, I have the highlights going while we're talking. And what was interesting is this is only the second time that we've won this season from after conceding first. So, yeah. you know, I, that, that's a huge thing for our guys because obviously now it has, we're only two, one and two in that situation. So it's only happened, you know, five times or whatever, but yeah. still just, just to know that they can do that and to do it at home, uh, crowd sounded amazing while we were watching, uh, while I was watching it, which was good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, I think it, it sucks to have to have these guys get jump started by getting scored on first, but like we pointed out, this was a lot of guys that are getting rotated in that don't get a lot of minutes. And sometimes you need the kick in the butt from the other team to kind of kickstart you. And I think that's what happened is they were pissed. They gave up the penalty. Rashid's always mad when he gives up a goal, even though it doesn't happen very often. I think that's why he gets mad. And it motivated the other guys to just to push forward and, and go get one, you know? Yeah. It, the guys are hungry. And it's great to see because I haven't seen that most of the season. Yeah, and for sure. they acted like they wanted goals that game. They acted like they wanted more than one. They, they acted like they were unhappy with a draw. Uh, Agreed. And ultimately, they were unhappy with a draw because, again, <laughs> nice run of play going forward. Ball gets put into the middle. And who steps up to it? Shivani from 20 yards out and buries it. Buries it. Right. Keep shooting, Shivani. Uh, we're sorry. We are very we sorry, Shivani. We, we were wrong. Uh, keep, keep shooting. I'm going to sit here in my wrongness. I, I, no, you can ask my wife. I do not admit it often. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah um, um i loved it because that was uh the ball to shivani there too was such a simple pass from connor but oh, yeah. it, but connor you know connor just that's that's the captain that's the veteran experience in the midfield but connor sees him there's three guys around shivani but they all had given him like three or four yards of space no one closed down on him and all all connor had to do was slightly pass it up to him shivani turned around and just fired it in so it was it was a well well taken shot no matter what. Yeah, uh, I I thought Shivani had a hell of a game ultimately, mm -hmm. yeah. and you no know, filling in for JP there at the sixth position. Uh, I thought just his growth in Jay's system has really really occurred finally. Like it, it's it's yeah. come to fruition. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, for sure, I, and. I thought Eddie had a much better game. Um, whether that was because he actually got to practice at that spot for a couple of days or he was getting more reps there, whatever it was, I thought Eddie really redeemed himself in this match compared to what well, we were just talking about. Eddie made a save. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think it's yeah. like 75th minute or something. Uh, Eddie, uh, Eddie made the save, uh, got there when Rashid couldn't. So yep. fully redeemed himself. <laughs> yeah. As I tweeted, Eddie played his ass off. Like, yeah, absolutely played his ass off. Like that, 
I, I if he keeps playing like that, it's gonna be hard to keep him off the pitch all the time. Uh, no, it, it, he. It was a lights out performance by Eddie and Trevani, um in a way that I was not expecting from either of them. Uh, yeah, you could tell they both really were thinking about that spark, uh, starting spot, and I, I think based on that performance, they've shown reason to, you know, consider them fully for that. Well, I think um, it gives Jay confidence knowing he has another one of these three game weeks coming up. That, yeah. Hey, I can I can rotate guys, and I mean Jay even admitted in the match this is a heavily rotated squad, and to get a win when you're playing a lot of guys that don't play a lot, that's that's huge. It's huge for confidence for those guys because they know that they can do it, and it's huge for Jay's confidence in them. So I I'm that was my biggest takeaway. I, I'm glad we got three points. Obviously, it shot us up to third place, which is huge. But the fact that you can get three points with uh, with only four regular starters in that 11 was, was a really big step up for this team. Yeah. It, the, the way it all came together there. Fantastic. The way it came together after the subs came on as well is something mm-hmm. interesting. Cause, um, 77, 78th minute, Amir comes off, um, Chivani comes off, Alex Bruce comes off, um, replaced mm-hmm. by Ricky, Ryan, and Hugo. Yeah. Uh, playing a little bit more bunker at that point, bringing Ryan on. Um, Eddie, I think, slid a little bit more midfield at that point, but in a more defensive role. Hugo on Hugo had a great opportunity for a goal. He just needed to get up. That's all he had to do. Keeper was already, yep. already on the ground. All he had to do is get over him. Uh, uh, Hugo is reminding me of happy Gilmore putting <laughs> of, <laughs> of Isaac uh, uh, Ted Lasso like, you know, needs something that's not on the pitch and not in practice. Just needs to go out and have fun with it. Like, uh-huh. needs to go out and have a, like, low-key, just learn like how to... Or something. Yeah. yeah, like, just figure it out. Because the kid could do it. Yeah. He... Yeah, I, I'm moving because I got to plug my phone in. Um, I like I just talk too long, long Lucas. Um, about Hugo as a sub though is um, he he brings the energy and he likes you can tell he likes the pressing part of the game. Like he enjoys that Jay wants him to do that, and yeah, he. Him coming on late, being a young guy with a lot of energy, it it really helps him coming on late, even if he's not scoring goals, but he's putting that pressure on that defense. It looks good. Now he needs he needs to control the ball better. He needs to get out of his own head a little bit. Because there's a couple um, where 
even just maintaining it down in the corner just to kill some time. He could have done a better job, and the ball ricocheted off his foot too hard. You know, his first touch was a little rough, yeah. whatever. So I, I like the kid. I, I think he's a good example of a year two guy. That yeah. a year in the system, a year two guy that can make a lot of strides next year after having played with these guys, having played uh, under guys like Corey and Dion and guys like that that have done it for a long time too. So, yeah, I look. You'll we'll never question his effort. That's the one thing with, with Hugo. You're never going to question that. So, yeah, Hugh, Hugo's efforts there, uh, like, he he's trying everything he can. Ricky, Ricky in last night's game was, he wanted to be there, and he was going to do everything to, to make it work. Um, yeah. Independence was setting some great offside traps. Mm-hmm. Ricky got caught on a couple of them. By about the third time he got caught or was knew he was about to get caught, he just starts pushing the guys to, so he can get a couple extra yeah, steps. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yes, Ricky. This is exactly what we need to see from him. Though uh, so he's... Really, yeah. really just trying to trying to force the issue. He knows he can do it if he can get the space. And, you know, he he just hasn't gotten the opportunity there. Uh, you wonder, too, I don't know. I don't want to put anything into Ricky's mouth. And I don't I don't think there's any bad blood. But you wonder, Ricky was the returning veteran striker we brought. You know, we brought these young guys. We were kind of talking. And then Jay brings in Corey Herzog. Um, and you, you wonder how much for Ricky, it's like, no, I'm going to go out here and show you like, I great. You brought Corey glad he's here, but don't forget about me. And I'm going to go out there yeah. and I'm going to play balls to the wall to show you, I can still do it. You can still rely on me. And I, I think Ricky absolutely did that, um, on Wednesday. No, I, I think that was the Ricky that we've been dying to see. Um, I wish he'd been given more than 20 minutes because I think we would have definitely seen, seen some fireworks. Yeah. Um, I mean, Creel said it before, you know, it, it takes guys five to 10 minutes a lot of times to work their way in the game. And I think sometimes with strikers, uh, it takes them forward. It takes them even longer um, just because of the nature of, of learning like the offside trap thing right there. Right if you're in for more than 20 minutes, you start getting the sense of when they're setting up for that as a striker and you don't fall trapped to it as often. And I, I think that's the thing with Ricky. If, if he could have come on in the 60th and had 30 minutes, we probably would have seen 20 minutes of that Ricky instead of 10 minutes of that Ricky. So no, I very, very much agreed there. Um, Five, for some reason, there were nine minutes of stoppage time. Uh, Eddie gets subbed off at the 98th minute for um, who came on for him? Luis? Yeah, it was Luis. Yeah, like uh, there was no reason to have nine minutes of stoppage time in that game. Uh, Jay, Jay made that sub at that point just to prove the point that nine minutes was stupid. He's like, I'm yeah. going to waste this last minute by bringing a sub on because you saying nine minutes was a... The, 
there was one of the I said there was a lot of funny moments. One of the funniest moments was when they held up nine minutes and you could hear Jay go, Nine? Like <laughs> he just screamed it across the pitch. It was hilarious. <laughs> uh it, it was it was one heck of a game. I, I'm sad uh, neither of us could actually be there in person, yeah. but you know, it, the guys definitely earned that one. Um, highlight for me of the match watching on ESPN: West Mims celebrating with Chivani. Amazing. Like, I if you haven't met West Mims, uh, Jay's brother, who is also equipment manager for the team nicest guy you'll ever meet uh one of the most enthusiastic people you'll you'll ever be yeah he, his look of just genuine happiness for what shivani had done and like the way he's he's pumping him up like that that just made my night there yeah because uh, that 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 was you know shivani scored in the 67th minute so yeah, sounds all right. 68 minutes on the game clock. Uh, if you want to go back and look on ESPN Plus, uh, just fantastic. Uh, well, you can tell that Shivani's a guy that it's not just his play, but I think his personality. Um, even though, like, I don't know how many of the videos, like when they do their Buhos TV stuff. You know, they ask their question, or they do their, like, he always says something funny. He always has, like, a smile on his face. He's always, I think he just brings, like, that energy to it. Um, we were talking before we got on and how one of the parliament members reached out to him and asked if they could make a, uh, a cool running. Uh, chant, you know, and for, for some of these guys, it's like, you know, he, and he's like, yeah, cool. You know, it's one of those things. Like, I think he just has a good sense of humor about all this stuff. Did you lose me? Luke, I can't hear you. I know. I know. So, uh, what do you have coming up for NCFC? Uh, Thing, things you're expecting to see, score predictions. I mean, they're sitting in 10th right now. Yeah, sitting in 10th, giving up a lot of goals. Um, I feel like the guys should be really motivated after getting this win. Um, and I hope they've now gotten past the, it doesn't matter where their teams are on the table in League One. They're going to give you a game. It doesn't matter where they're sitting. Um, so, if we, I mean, we've proven if we can score two, it doesn't matter what happens because we don't, we don't normally give up more than one. It's pretty rare when we do. Um, so I feel like if if we can get two, we win this game two nil, two one. Um, 
North Carolina, if I don't remember exactly. I don't think they're scoring bunches of goals either. So it's not like we have to worry about them being a team that scores a lot and gives a lot up. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel really confident after if Wednesday had ended in a draw, I don't know I'd be as confident going into Saturday with with North Carolina coming in as a team that from time to time can pull off a random upset, especially over uh, higher, you know, teams higher up in the table. Yeah. Just ask Greenville. Yep. Uh, they they have been dangerous. They didn't have a Wednesday game. They've had a terrible run the past few weeks. Yeah. I think with the confidence we've had uh, now at a 10-game unbeaten streak, being, what, third in the table now? Third, yep. Two games a uh, game. I, I hope the boys are hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we're going to see – we're going to see a warp defense, probably a warp uh, – just overall play style, um, not having somebody who's been training at right back the entirety of it. I think we'll see Ryan back full. Yeah. Um, whether we play four in the back or if we keep it at a three, be interesting to see. But I, I wouldn't be – if Ryan's on the left, I wouldn't shock to see Eddie play right just because he played so well. Um, yeah. In the last match, and that that gives us the opportunity to see if it was a one-time Eddie was trying to prove himself thing, or if he's really working his way into solidifying that. Um, I also would rather see Eddie start than maybe Shaft, just because we don't know how long he's been with the team, um, and needing three points again right right away just to help us stay where we are in the table, I would rather go with something that Jay knows is a, is a solid choice and sub on a guy like Shaft at some point. Uh, well, the other thing is whether Shaft will actually be Federation approved by then. True. Yeah. I mean, it so, feels like typically if they're announcing it, it's they're done or it's very, very close. Yeah. I'm hoping he's available. Um, I don't expect to see him on the bench by Saturday, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, uh, Don't really have a lineup prediction for it, but eh, just out of habit, 3 0. I like it. Honestly, lineup wise, I think we're going to, it's going to be similar to last Saturday. Uh, Okay. I think Jay Jay rotated the guys he did midweek so that he'd have guys healthy for Saturday against North Carolina. It's what we would have wanted Jay to do for a very long time, and he's doing it. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, I guess we just have one last uh, last question. Who gives a hoot? We, we do. do. <laughs> <laughs>